Welcome to Life Talks with Lauren. This podcast is all about having conversations around what's real for us and swapping shame and judgment for courage and connection. We'll cover topics like self-love, relationships, body image, mental health, and so much more. Think of it like getting together with one of your good friends and chatting about life. So grab your glass of wine, mug of tea, or your favorite drink, and let's get started. Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Life Talks with Lauren podcast. Um, I have fallen into the same dilemma that I always do, and that is, what the heck do I talk about? And I think like I get overwhelmed and I get in my head, and I've said this before of thinking that like I have to have some elaborate plan on what to talk about. Honestly, this is like such a casual podcast. If you haven't noticed already, like that's the whole point is we're hanging out, we're talking, we're friends. If you want someone to just like listen to and like, you know, hear from, I don't know, like I find comfort in, I think that's why we like to watch vlogs and stuff is just knowing what's going on in someone else's life. And I've tried vlogging, but for me, where I struggle is with like shyness of like taking my camera around and you know, like documenting my life. It feels really weird to just do that everywhere you go. And because of my inconsistency with like body image and self-image, I struggle to see myself on camera. That's why honestly I've struggled with consistently making style content too, because I never know how I'm going to be feeling about the way that I look. And there are just some weeks where I'm like, I would just rather not look in the mirror or stare at videos of myself while I edit. I don't know how people consistently do those things. Maybe it's kind of like exposure therapy where they see it so often that they're used to it or they're good at working through it in their minds. But so far that has not been me. Ideally, I'd like it to be that way one day, but you know, I'm just trying my best over here. But what I've noticed is when I come to the microphone and I just like turn it on and start talking, I'm always fine, but it's just the preparation of like, oh my gosh, what do I talk about? I even just went to chat GPT and I was like, give me talking points for a podcast episode on mental health. And it was like really like giving me stuff to go in depth with that I would have to research and stuff. I was like, that's not really what I meant. I just kind of want to talk about it, you know, like it's something I think about often is just mental health in general and, and the existence of us and living with our crazy erratic brains that, and minds that are just like always changing. At least that's how it is for me. But so I think I'll talk about a few related things during this episode, but it's kind of like a journal, like dump for me. Like I, I, journal twice a day, once in the morning and once in the evening. And I always have something to talk about. So I know that if I just turn on the microphone and just start talking, I'll, you know, have things. So I first want to talk about the trip that I just took to Bali, which was, it was fun partially. Um, I guess that's like why mental health is on my mind because I was kind of in a funky headspace during the trip. So the first half We stayed at a villa in a place called Kangu, which is closer, kind of close to Seminyak. And the reason I'm saying all of that is because that's like kind of the popular area for, I want to say like influencers and stuff. So they have a lot of trendy cafes and restaurants. I had actually learned about it from an influencer that I follow on Instagram. 
And she stayed at this villa that she said that's where she always starts her Bali trips. And it's just really like beautiful. So I was like, I want to stay there for our anniversary. The only reason that we didn't stay for the full eight days that we were, or nine days, four, four nights, eight nights, nine days, something like that. The only reason that we didn't stay there for the whole time is because it was booked up for like the second half of our trip. Otherwise, I would have loved to stay there. I guess to backtrack, I could tell you that we went to Bali. My husband and I took a, like I said, like nine day trip. It's So we had to go from the island of Okinawa where we live to take a one hour flight to Taiwan, Taipei. And we on the way there had a 20 hour layover. So we got a hotel room and that was kind of a pain because we had to leave the airport, go through customs and all that. And then in the morning, come back and do the same thing. And we paid, you know, it was kind of an expensive hotel room just for to sleep. So then on the way back, it was only an eight hour layover in the airport. So we slept in the airport kind of Jason didn't sleep at all. I tried to sleep, but it was freezing cold. So I like had a dress in my back that I put over myself and yeah, that was interesting. So anyway, so we, we took our, it was our three year wedding anniversary on October 24th. So we took the trip for that. Our goal is always to be able to either travel or do staycations on special occasions like birthdays, anniversaries and stuff. So I'm really fortunate to have married somebody who prioritizes that and he's very good with money and finances and planning all that. So he really takes care of all that. And so he planned this elaborate trip for us to Bali. Like I said, I helped with like finding the villa to stay and stuff, but he planned all the activities and stuff. And so we showed up on day one and anyone who knows me or has had me has had the unfortunate, um, I guess, circumstance of having me as a passenger in their car knows that I have the biggest like passenger anxiety. I am so scared of being on the road when I'm not in control. And I think that started when my, when I was like really young, I was, I think I was under 10 years old. My mom rear-ended somebody while I was in the car And I remember knowing it was going to happen, but like trusting her to stop, like thinking like, oh, she'll stop. Everybody stops when there's cars stopped in front of them. And she was distracted momentarily for something and she ended up rear-ending them. And that has like traumatized me for life. And so I think Bali was the key for me to get over that fear because it was like major exposure therapy for me because we... Our driver picked us up at the airport and immediately we get onto the main road to head toward our the place that we were staying and just, I don't even know, I feel like you'd have to see it for yourself, just people on scooters, just hundreds of scooters weaving through the traffic and then big SUVs. So it's pretty much like, I feel like Bali is just a bunch of scooters and then a bunch of drivers, like hired drivers for tourists because it's such a tourist place. And so the drivers are like, you know, just doing their thing and the scooters are doing their thing. It feels like it's like a no rule land where they're just all weaving in front of each other and they use their horns to like communicate. So they're all like, you know, flying in front of each other. Like there's three lanes on this road, but no one's really using the lanes. Everyone's just kind of in the middle, like getting where they can. And my driver sensed my anxiety immediately and was like... 
how do you feel about this? And I, I was just like, no, this is not, <laughs> this is like my, my nightmare. But the other thing that really stood out was that there are like, like some people wear helmets and some don't. And a lot of people, like some people were holding babies on these scooters or children that were like two or three years old and the kids weren't wearing helmets. And, you know, again, like I, I always try to be sensitive to people's like circumstances and what's available to them and, and culture and stuff like that. I had a really hard time with that, with the children not having helmets and especially with the parents having helmets, but not the children. That was really a shock for me and and terrified me. We actually had one driver throughout the trip who had told us that he had just known a friend's uh, son, I want to say, that was 17 years old that just died in a scooter accident last year. And then two years ago, he lost a good friend in a scooter accident. So it happens. And so the first driver we had from the airport was like, do you think that you'll take like ride a scooter. I was like, absolutely not. Like Jason and I will not be renting a scooter. I do not, I don't want anything to do with these scooters. Like being in a car was one thing. And throughout the trip, my anxiety actually subsided a lot. I started to get more comfortable and I was like, okay, if I can handle being a passenger here, then I can handle it anywhere. So it was about an hour ride from the airport to our first place that we were staying. Oh, Orca just woke up. Now she's going to start meowing. You hear her cackling? She was, I don't know if cackling is the right word. I, I don't know if that's what I meant to say. You know how cats make that noise? Orca. So she, we left her alone for the whole trip. Uh, not not the whole time that we were gone. I had a friend that came over, but you know how cats, you can just leave them home. So I had a friend come over every few days and like hang out with her for a little bit. And I think that helped, but she always gets like such separation anxiety so where when we come home she's like obsessive with us for a few days so she's kind of in that phase right now where she just wants to be by my side at all times so anyway where was I so we got dropped off at our villa and it was better than it looked in the pictures if you want me to share information on this stuff like if you're planning on a trip to Bali you want somewhere cool to stay just let me know. Find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick if you're not already following me and I'll give you links or whatever information on the trip, anything you want to know. But anyway, so yeah, it was more beautiful than the pictures and I was really tired and hungry at this point. So we were like, okay, it, it was kind of late. So we're like, we're just going to go find somewhere to eat and then pretty much just go to bed. And so we walk down the street. That's another thing is it's like not a place built for pedestrians. So that was kind of terrifying and a little like shocking, like on your first night when you're all tired and there's like headlights coming at you everywhere. I was like, we're going to die tonight. But we found this kind of local restaurant. It had like Balinese food. I want to say there was like Vietnamese, like different types of food. And the owner was just like sitting there because all their like restaurants and a lot of their shops, well, more so their restaurants are like indoor, outdoor kind of style. You know what I mean? I'm trying to think of where else I've been where it's like that. But anyway, it was pretty much like an outdoor restaurant. And so we walk up and the owner's like, you know, they're very welcoming. Like they want you to come eat there, which is nice too, because my anxiety is always like, oh, I'm a burden everywhere. So even when I show up to restaurants and stores, you know how, especially in the States, like 
they sometimes can have such an attitude of like, they don't want you to be there. Like they want to get paid, but they don't want you to be there. And I am always just like uncomfortable, especially like no one else was there. So it was just the owner just chilling. He was watching, I want to say, was it badminton on TV? And he was just like, welcome. And we asked to see the menu and then we sat down. And what I thought was really cool about this place was that he had pictures with all of his customers, like a bunch of like hundreds of pictures all over the wall. And to me, that always tells me that it's a good place, whether or not the food is great. Um, I don't know. It just, I like that vibe. It's such a personable touch. And it showed me that like, he's a very welcoming person. <laughs> and so I really liked that. And a few minutes after we sat down, then an Australian man came with his like daughter. She was like, I don't, I'm not even going to try to guess her age because I already tried. And anyway, they sat down and I could tell he was a regular by the way he was talking to the owner and he ordered the, what is that beer that they drink? I got a magnet for my friend that like says the name of it and stuff or not a magnet. Anyway, um, was it a magnet? <laughs> anyway, tangent, uh, it starts with a B. I'll probably think of it randomly during this episode and blurt it out. I could stop and Google it right now. You know what? I'm going to do that. Hold on. Okay. It's Bin, Bintang. Bintang? I, I don't know how to pronounce it, but that's the beer that they had like everywhere. And so that's what this man ordered and then ordered some food. And I had ordered like a spicy soup. I don't know why I was just like really in the mood for soup the night before when we had the layover. I had ordered like a big soup at the hotel we stayed at, which is so weird because it's so hot. But I think after living in Japan for a while, you get used to like eating soup no matter the weather because ramen, you know. And so, yeah, I just I was really craving vegetables, too. The one thing I was excited about on this trip was knowing that I would have access to a lot of fresh fruit and vegetables for a reasonable price because here in Okinawa we don't really have access to a lot for again reasonable prices and so that was really nice except for the Bali belly thing that they talk about which if you haven't heard of it it's kind of like um you know you have to be careful drinking the water and stuff because it can upset your stomach so even I think eating like freshly washed fruits and vegetables is a risk you kind of have to like I guess, trust who you're getting it from. And then you like brush your teeth with bottled water and stuff like that. So I did really fine most of the trip. Actually, the first half of the trip, my digestion was so good, better than it's like ever been. I want to say I was impressed. So I was like, you know, I'm clear of it. And then the last few days I started to get a stomach ache and I'm not going to go into details about that. But since I've been home, it's the same thing. Like, I'll randomly just, I'll eat and then like 30 minutes later, just get this like feeling in my stomach. I'm like, oh man, to run to the bathroom. So, and that's usually not a thing for me. I never really struggle with that. Even after getting my gallbladder removed, I don't really have tummy issues like a lot of people talk about, but I think I did get a little case of the Bali belly for, from the last few days of our trip, but that's okay. It's hasn't been that bad. And thankfully it hasn't been during inconvenient times, like being on the plane or anything like that. Thank goodness. But anyway, where was I? Yeah. So we go to this restaurant and so I just was like, I felt at home because the man and his daughter 
kind of made me think of my brother-in-law and my niece, Illyrica, and they had, when she was a little girl, they had moved to, actually, she was like maybe four during, she was like really little during this time, three or four, they lived in Costa Rica, but they had like just come back from the beach and like my brother-in-law is like a big surfer. They're very outdoorsy. So I just was like, oh, they remind me of my niece and my brother-in-law and, and just knowing the, the, the restaurant had like, you know, regulars and stuff like that. Just, it was just comforting and the soup was comforting. And so it was the perfect start to have that and then to go back to the villa. And then the actual first day we woke up and just kind of, um, enjoyed the villa. Oh, so I knew I was going to want to take pictures. So I was like, I'm going to wake up in the morning. Uh, I'm going to have a nice breakfast and then crack open this bottle of rosé that I got and do like a little photo shoot. I had brought my tripod. I brought some like outfits kind of like swimsuits and covers and stuff. And so I did that. We found out about this app they have called grab and you can order food from there. It's like Uber Eats. But again, that's another thing that we've lost access to living in Okinawa because we live on base. So we don't get that convenient like delivery or being able to order like an Uber. And so through this app, you can order a scooter or a driver or food. So I found this bagel place and ordered us some brunch, a bagel sandwich that was so like freaking good. The best bagel sandwich I've had in my life. And I discovered the coffee in Bali is like so freaking bomb, like flavorful. I, I just had milk in my coffee every morning and my iced coffee in it. I didn't even need to add like sweetener or anything because it was that good. And not that I have anything against adding sweetener. I just was like, damn, like, you know, sometimes you kind of want to mask the flavor of the coffee because it's not that great. This was the opposite. So I finished brunch and then got myself all glammed up, opened my bottle of rosé and like was just having the time of my life doing a little solo photo shoot. Jason was loving it because he got to just like watch me in my element. He's like, you're such a model. I was like setting up the tripod and like posing and putting on all my outfits and stuff. And that was, that was really nice. And then the rest of the day, oh, I was like really tipsy by dinner time. So we walked down the street to this, we found this Italian restaurant and oh my gosh, everyone talks about burrata cheese. I know it's like been a trendy thing on like TikTok and, you know, just places I've seen it. And I've always, I've, I think we've been in Okinawa since it's been a trend. So it's like, it's not really a thing here. I think I've seen it maybe a few places, but I was like, oh, I want to finally try burrata cheese. And then I got this big salad with like arugula and some other stuff. Arugula is my favorite. I discovered arugula in England where they call it rocket. I think it's the same thing, right? Or is it different? Anyway, I first discovered it in England and then they had it there. So of course I got that. And then I got gnocchi, which is another one of my favorites. And... Yeah, we just talked and drank. We ordered some more. I had some wine. And then at the end of the meal, we finished it with an espresso martini. And it just felt really good. We sat outside. The vibes were really good. The service was tremendous. And it felt like just a good start to our trip. And then what did we do the next day? Oh, the next day was when Jason had booked us this 
this trip to do a cooking class up at this farm. So an organic cooking class, which I was a little nervous because, you know, a few years ago, like five or six years ago now, I had become a health coach, got certified online and got involved in the community of like health coaches and stuff. You know, the, the crunchy people, as we call it, granola, what is it? Granola, crunchy, whatever. And I had tried to adopt that lifestyle and like throw out all my unnatural products and unnatural foods and yada yada. And it really, for me, propelled my like perfectionist tendencies and like eating disorder, disordered eating like ways. And so I realized for me, like having balance and just kind of being more like open to all different ways of living and stuff like helps for me. And so I was a little nervous, like, you know, what is, are we going to eat vegan food, which is totally fine with me. Like, are we just going to eat plants or whatever, which I enjoy as well. Um, but I was like, then what kind of people are going to show up? Are they going to be really uptight and like, just want to talk about like chemicals and how bad they are for your body and stuff like, or, you know, how, how terrible it is to eat meat and, you know, just all that stuff, which is, Again, if that's like your lifestyle and you vibe with people like that, then it makes sense. Like, of course, you're going to get along with people like that. But for me, I'm just like, I think these days it makes me uncomfortable because I I don't know what to say. So I'm just kind of like, oh, you know, let's talk about, let's talk about travel or I don't know, whatever else things that there are to talk about that seem more interesting. And so we showed up and... And like, there were people, I think, I think we were the only Americans there. And then everyone else, like we met a couple from the Netherlands, people from Australia. Oh no, there was this guy who actually did come all the way from America, from Georgia. His name was Walter. And as soon as he introduced himself to us, it like completely broke the ice. By the way, I think this whole episode's going to be on Bali. I didn't realize I had so much to talk about from the trip. So... anyway, he came up to us and introduced himself and it really broke the ice and made me feel more comfortable and just kind of at home, just talking to someone else who I felt like, you know, I don't know. I just, he was just really cool. And he had traveled there by himself, by himself. He was staying in this like four bedroom villa. He would told us with like an infinity pool and all these cool features because his friends that were supposed to go on the trip just like backed out. And so he's like, well, I'm still going to go. And good for him because we had so much fun on that cooking class. We walked around the farm for a little bit to like pick a few things. I think they just did that part more so for like novelty, like so we had a chance to feel like we were involved in that process and to educate us more on the the like plants and stuff that they had there. And then we went over and they started teaching us how to cook. It was like a seven course Balinese meal. So I don't remember all the names of everything, but they gave us, they gave us like little pamphlets with all the recipes that I will probably never cook, but it's nice to have. And what I thought was cool was they gave you an option if you wanted to be, to eat meat or if you wanted the vegetarian menu. So we chose the meat menu and a lot of stuff was, I think everything was just cooked with chicken or like when we used meat, it was chicken for the courses. It was like, we made a curry we made a lot of like fresh like salads. Um, the first like appetizer was like a sweet and sour. What is that thing? 
it's like a soy, uh, I'm trying to think of it. It's kind of like not um, tofu. It's another thing that you can use as like a meat replacement. Anyway, I'm not going to get stuck on that, but it was really good. And then it was like a, the, I, I wasn't really a fan of the dessert. So I gave it to Jason. It was like a black pudding with like bananas and caramelized bananas. And so what I liked the most was just talking to everybody that was there, getting to know everyone. And it was like a six hour cooking class, which I also thought was kind of crazy because we hired a driver and we, it took almost two hours to get to this farm. And then he, our driver sat there for six hours waiting for us, which another tip I found on TikTok. There was like a TikTok that said they like someone, it wasn't Bali they went to, but anyway, they took their driver on their excursions and like invited them to dinner with them. So I thought that was really cool because I did feel bad that he just like sat in the car for six hours and so if you have the means to be able to invite your driver along with you, you know, that would be cool because they say a lot of the drivers are locals who wouldn't otherwise be able to afford attractions or haven't been able to do something like that. So, I mean, I guess it's being presumptuous to say he never has or that he would want to, but at least you can give the option. And so then it was like two hours. We didn't get home back to our villa until like late that night. And so it was a long day, but definitely worth it. And then the day after that was our anniversary day. And then our final night in the villa. So I feel so, I feel so European saying the villa. Or it makes me think of, what is that, like Love Island? Um, <laughs> it just makes me think of that because when I lived in England too, instead of saying apartment, because I had a flat, I would be like, my flat. And anytime I say my flat in England, I just feel like so ridiculous, but I mean, that's what they call it. So, so we, we that day went down to the beach and just walked along the beach. I told Jason, I felt like we walked three miles cause I got a heat rash between my thighs. If you know, if you have thick thighs like me, then you understand. And so we just did that. And honestly, after that, I w wanted to relax before we had a dinner reservation and Jason really wanted to get a massage. The massages there are like $12 an hour. Like it's insane. And I just have such like kind of social anxiety and I don't really like being touched by people in places that I don't like. It's, it's one of those things again, like that I just sometimes feel guilty about because I want to be able to keep up with Jason in those scenarios. And, but it's just not something that sounds like good. I love massages, but only by people I feel comfortable with. And so I was like, you know, would you be okay going by yourself? And he was like, yeah, absolutely. So he went and got a massage and it was perfect because I had some alone time in the pool. I think I drank some more drinks. I think, oh, I actually took a nap too. So that was really good for me. I like to nap as well. It helps. And so I took a nap and then woke up and got into the pool. I was in that pool because we had a private like oh really orca i see okay we had like a private like plunge pool and so i was in there like when i would wake up i'd go straight in right before bed anytime during the day i'd be in that pool and it was nice too because you didn't have to wear clothes if you didn't want to 
And so he came home from his massage and then I started getting ready for dinner. We went to this place called Kong and it was just like such a beautiful atmosphere. When we had our reservation at 7 p.m., it was just us and like one other, like it was two friends. And I noticed that in Bali, or at least the place we stayed, people eat dinner really late. So we would go out to restaurants at like seven. Like I thought that reservation was late and turns out it wasn't because people don't really, yeah, start going out to like nine. That's kind of how it was in Spain. People eat dinner at like midnight and they have all their kids out in their strollers and stuff at midnight. So it made me think of that. And the dinner, so the food, the atmosphere was really amazing. We sat on this like velvety couch and the drinks, oh my gosh, I had an Aperol spritz. I had two Aperol spritzes and then we had two espresso martinis at the end of the meal. But the food I thought was good, but it wasn't as good as the Italian food we had a few nights before. And trying to think of what we ordered oh jason ordered some like fries for an appetizer and he ordered mussels i don't really like mussels or seafood at all so um i just shared the fries with him and then what did oh we shared a caesar salad and then i had i had like um wagyu tortellini which i think it was just I don't know. It was like the soy flavor was like really strong and just wasn't really what I was craving that night, but didn't matter because the dinner was, the whole thing was just wonderful. And I can't remember if we had dessert. No, we didn't have dessert because we had espresso martinis because at the Italian restaurant, they said, do you guys want dessert? And we were like, no, this is our dessert. I don't know if I said that already, but anyway, that was pretty much the first half of our trip. And that was Definitely my favorite. I feel like things kind of went downhill from there. Not in terms of like, I mean, not anything crazy. It's just, I felt like that was the perfect amount of time to be on vacation. And if you're a homebody like me, or you're very much into having routines, maybe you understand that like too long on vacation can get a little bit draining And the nice thing again about having the villa is that I was able to go in the pool and have alone time and Jason would like hang out and watch football or whatever and it was no big deal. But after those first four days, we moved into a resort about an hour away, which was a family-friendly resort, had very great reviews, really beautiful. They ended up upgrading us into like a nice big suite. They said it was like their best room. And it was really beautiful. It just, I realized I really liked having that like privacy. And I think that's part of me being an introvert and liking that. But also Jason felt the same way with all the kids all around the pool. It just, I think, wasn't what we were looking for in terms of like trying to have a romantic vacation. And we, but we didn't realize that until it was too late. So of course we made the best of it. Like, the first day there was amazing. I We got chairs by the pool and I read my book, A Court of, A Court of Thorns and Roses. <laughs> I always forget the full name. I'm on book, I'm now on book four, but I was reading book three of it then. And so I just ordered Cosmopolitans by the pool, like all day to the point where even our like waitress was like, 
you really like Cosmopolitans, don't you? And I was like, well, yeah, of course. Like, who doesn't? And I like to stick to the same drink so I can hopefully avoid a hangover. So that was also a really nice part. I, like, then we, did we get dressed? Yeah, we changed after the pool and then we went to dinner just up at their, no, did we eat dinner? Maybe we didn't eat dinner. Sometimes when, usually when Jason and I travel, we eat two meals a day. So sometimes it's lunch, sometimes it's dinner, and it's usually kind of in between that time. And so, oh, okay, I remember what we did. We went upstairs because we heard live music. This guy was just playing guitar and singing by himself. And he, we sit down and like we're, you know, we were the only, when we got there, I think it was just us and like one other person. And I've done live like music gigs and bars and stuff when I was in high school. And so I know what it's like to like be a perform to like one person or like nobody. <laughs> You're just sitting there singing. So I really wanted to be supportive. So we sat right in front of him and he invited Jason up to sing. He was like, come sing. And Jason was like, cause the first thing Jason said to me, he's like, oh, you should go up there and sing. I was like, well, I'm not going to be rude because you don't like do that to musicians. Like if they're performing, you don't ask to like perform with them. And, but then he had asked and I don't know why he's like so badly wanted Jason to sing. And he's like, I'm not the singer. She's the singer. So I was like, oh, come on. Like, I, I don't know. I get shy and I didn't know what to sing. And so Jason was like, sing shallow. And so I know it's cliche, but I went up there and sang shallow with him. And I was so glad I did because there was this 15 year old girl who was with her mom, who showed up with her mom and she really wanted to sing, but she was feeling shy. And after I sang, it gave her the courage to come up and sing. So she did, she sang a Rihanna song, Rihanna song. And, um, she was nervous, but she did amazing. And we ended up Uh, Jason ended up actually talking to her in the pool like the next day or whatever. I was over drinking, probably drinking more Cosmopolitans or whatever while he was like floating in the pool, just chatting with her. And that's where he learned more about her. She was like from Germany and stuff. And he was just, you know, encouraging her with her singing and, and all that good stuff. But anyway, after I sang, then we ordered like some pizza and, and yada yada, not much else there. And then we, I think went to bed. And then the next day, we, I think, just chilled out again. And I actually didn't have a hangover. I felt great. And then that night, Jason booked us a night safari because he, he is so funny. He really wanted to see the, the tigers because he wanted to see a giant version of Orca, our cat, which is, which is funny because he was always so anti-cat and like said we could never have one and now he's like so obsessed that he wants to go on a night safari just to see a giant version of orca he said he wanted to see big toe beans and like yeah he's he's silly and so we went on this night safari and we were in a cage driving around in a truck and seeing lion we saw lions and tigers and bears no we didn't see we did see lions and tigers not bears we did see elephants giraffes what else? What else? I'm blanking now. And then they had this really nice dinner for us afterward, just a big buffet. And then a they did a fire dance, which I thought was really amazing. 
just Bali in general, I was so in awe the whole time of like the scenery and the wildlife and their buildings and their culture and their people. It's just such a, I, I don't even have words to explain or describe. It's something I think you just have to experience for yourself. Like now I understand why it's so popular and people always want to go there. Anyway, so the rest of the time at the resort, we just kind of stayed in the resort because it was easier. It was like a big compound with a bunch of resorts. And I feel like, yeah, I think we just kind of stayed there and hung out by the pool and relaxed and stuff. I, one of the nights was really struggling, just like feeling emotional. And so I kind of like threw a tantrum and told Jason to go have dinner without me. And so he did. And I stayed in the room by myself and just read and, you know, watched music videos and stuff. I think I just kind of needed that alone time because it was harder to get that in the resort where we were staying. And I was like burnt, feeling burnt out from vacation, which I felt really guilty about because I was like, what an ungrateful brat I am. Like he, you know, did all this planning and stuff and it's supposed to be this really great romantic vacation. And here I am just like being a brat, but I, I felt like, I definitely felt like I was ready to go home at that point. And then the next day we went to, we just like, there was a gate that took us out to these, not shops, but like little markets on the street. And oh, that day I was actually really hungover. Not like super, I've been way worse than that, but I was hungover. Oh, because I was so hungry because I refused to eat dinner. So when we went to breakfast, I was like really shaky and like, it's my fault, self-inflicted, but I, I also didn't sleep well. And so we ate breakfast and went out to the, these, the stalls because I wanted to buy some sunglasses and bags and just get some souvenirs for friends and stuff. And it's just the... I was doing fine. I understand like they tend to be pushy to try and get you to buy things because they need the money and you know, they're trying to hustle, make a living. But there was this one lady that was so pushy with me and I was trying to be like, I was trying to be nice, but she just kept like pushing me into her stuff and like pulling stuff down for me. I was already overwhelmed. And then we started to negotiate price and I was overwhelmed by that and just like tired and just not feeling great. And so I was finally just like, you know what? Like, no, I don't want anything. And she was like really upset and mad at me. And Jason like had to help me walk away because she kept trying to pull me back in and I didn't know how to say no. And it was just a whole, whole ordeal. And so I was like, okay, I'm ready to go. I'm overwhelmed by all of this. And so then Jason just took me, took us to a place where we got manicures and pedicures and a nice leg massage. So that was nice. Again, it was kind of like the massages. I get uncomfortable in those environments. I think it helped because Jason was there. So he was able to do it next to me um, and to wear massages. Unless you get a couple's massage, you're like alone. And I, I don't know. I just don't do well with strangers touching me. But I was trying to relax, trying to, I think this is one of those areas where I feel so like uptight and I beat myself up for not being like what I would consider like a normal person who is able to like function in these type of environments. Sometimes I feel like I'm like holding people back because I am so 
sensitive to things like that, but I did it. Got my manicure and pedicure. They were so nice. And again, the service was so wonderful. They actually like sit with you through the whole thing. Cause my toes, no joke, took 30 or 40 minutes to dry. Cause I just got a regular pedicure. This poor girl sat with me the whole time and she didn't speak English and I, you know, didn't speak her language. And so we kind of just like smiled at each other and I, I pulled out my book and started reading, but, um, but yeah, that was nice to, nice to do. And anyway, then we went back to the room and then Jason decided because it was our last night, he wanted to do like a, take me to this like show at a theater that was just down the street. Thankfully it was like a live show on, and it was like on Balinese culture and, and I didn't really know what we were getting into, but we got there and it was just basically like uh, them doing all of their different dances, like rain dance, water dance. There was a whip dance, so many cool different kinds of dances. And that was one of my favorite parts of the trip. I thought that was like the costumes and I just amazing. Again, something I don't have words for and I didn't record or take pictures or anything really. I just, I feel like sometimes with things like that, because I understand that like, You'd have to be there to, to understand, to experience it yourself. I don't take a lot of stuff. I just try to be in the moment. Cause I'm like, even if I look back on these pictures, like I probably won't even remember like, what was that? Like I will, but I won't, you know what I mean? Like I never go back and like look at pictures of random stuff. So, so I just try to be more in the moment than anything. And yeah, that was pretty much our trip. Then we went to the airport the next day and had our long layover and I feel like I'm forgetting something, but we didn't do a lot of touristy sightseeing stuff, which, you know, there's so much to do in Bali. And I, that's the other part. Like I had told Jason for our anniversary trip, I want it to be more relaxing than anything. And like, I'm perfectly content with that. But then sometimes I get in my head cause I'm like, Oh, I should be doing this. Like other people, go on vacation and they're moving from thing to thing. And there's so many things to see. I don't like to just like go to things just to like see it because I'm told that I should, like, I genuinely want to do something because it speaks to me, if that makes sense. So I don't know. That's just kind of where I am right now. And coming home, I am happy because I'm back in my gym routine and back to journaling and all that stuff, but I do feel kind of guilty in general right now. I feel like I'm almost going into like a depression spiral. It could be hormones, but I'm not going to try and rationalize it like I always do. But yeah, I think my mental health is just kind of taking a dip right now and weird timing, but (laughs) you know, it is what it is. You just can never anticipate those sort of things. But it is. It has been nice to just tell you about the trip and how it went because it does remind me that I had a good time and it was a really enjoyable experience, even with the moments where maybe I wasn't as present or mentally feeling as good as I could have or wanted to. But nonetheless, it's something that I'll never forget. And I'm grateful that I'm able to even have these opportunities to travel like this and that I have a husband and partner who is so amazing at planning this stuff and making sure that we do travel 
because I don't know if I would take the initiative on it just with, uh, just with like my anxiety and, and the stuff that like my procrastination and as I get older, like I feel like it's just getting worse and worse. But anyway, that's a topic for another time. I hope you enjoyed hearing about the trip. And like I said, if you want any links or information or anything for what I talked about or anything else, just let me know on Instagram and I'll talk to you soon. Love you. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you've enjoyed this episode. If you did, I'd love for you to share it with a friend or leave a five-star review wherever you listen. Have an idea you want to pitch or just feel like chatting with me about the episode? Come find me on Instagram at Lauren M. Kendrick. Can't wait to hear from you.